pretty nerds. 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 Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. This is your girl, Fallon Deanne. And this is your girl, Nay. Um, how are you enjoying this winter storm? Horrible, I'm over it already. <laughs> I can't wait for the snow to finish, be done with. I hate when people like get on there and try to joke on the South and like, oh, y'all, y'all barely getting any snow, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hello, it's not about the snow, it's about the goddamn ice. And the fact that we barely have like five or six, maybe two, three couple snow plows and they can get the snow off, but that doesn't do nothing for that damn ice. You just have to wait for it to get warm enough for it to melt. So the roads are just a mess. I mean, it's a hot mess. Like literally uh, nobody could leave the house today because the ice, I mean, the freaking roads are still like so jacked up here in my county. It's like a mess hopefully tomorrow we'll have some better luck where people can actually leave the house but it was a hot mess today what about yourself yeah it it was crazy I went outside of course I'm not enjoying it I'm like why did y'all wish this what like I hate people to be on social media like I can't wait for the winter who the fuck can't wait for the winter and why you in the south can't wait for the winter moves tell me what's your type of weather on us but like leaving outside like my apartment, it's cars like just now today that are able to move. Like people literally had to leave their cars and I like walk to their apartments. Yeah. It's a mess. Because it was so much and it's just like snow here. We didn't get a lot of like freezing or anything like that, but it's just so much of it. I'm like, I've never seen this much snow at one time ever since I've been like aware. Yeah. It's it's if people don't believe in global warming, all this crazy weather should tell y'all global warming is one hundred percent real. Real, because when the hell have you ever known for it to snow the way it has snowed in freaking Tennessee? And you know what I mean, like in Texas, Texas. Like I seen Texas was like getting hammered too, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? I've never seen this before." Like that's why you got to retreat. You don't, (laughs) right? I'm telling you, it's crazy. I guess we can go ahead and let's go ahead and move into the hot topics for this week. We don't really have a lot of hot topics, but we have some pretty good ones. Let's start first and foremost with a quick one. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry announced that they're expecting baby number two. So congrats to them. Um, They announced it on Valentine's Day. Um, just like his mother did with him when she was expecting, expecting Prince Harry, Princess Diana announced on Valentine's Day um, that she was expecting him. So congratulations to them. I know how sad they were about their miscarriage. So um, all good things. Hopefully a good, healthy pregnancy for her. You know, I know they're still going through drama with the royal family. There, there's even more rumors now that the royal family is threatening to strip them of even more their last kind of remaining royal family duties, I guess, and their last kind of remaining links other than just completely stripping Prince Harry of his title. They're going to pretty much get pretty much it's going to be everything but stripping him of his title because supposedly they're doing an interview with Oprah. Well, Megan is and then Harry's going to make like a small appearance and then I guess that's 
quote unquote, the last straw for them. So they're going to pretty much strip them of everything except for basically his title. So, yeah. But it's, do they really care though? I think it's been, <laughs> it's been like, they've never really cared. Like, bro, y'all can have this. And I mean, we talked about it before. That lady is never going to forsake her grandson. So even if he's not official, he's still going to be well taken care of. So. And I honestly think that it's for the best for him. He, he really, from everything that we've seen, he really struggled with his mother's death in in ways that I guess that even all the way up into his, he's in his thirties now and he's still kind of struggling and grieving with, how his mother died. And he literally said, he said in the interview, he is fearful with the type of attention that his wife gets, that the same thing could happen to her. So if anything, it probably eases his mind more that, you know, he doesn't have to do all that royal stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were, you, and they were mean, like just reading some of like their news commentary. It's like, shit. Okay. Shit, they still me, and she gone. Yeah. They still me. Yeah. Oh, that's like, the part. We should be doing this for them and be like, I mean, they ain't gonna cry. It's the the thing is like they act like if they don't do it, then it's not gonna get done. Be like, these people are already rich. I, whatever they want to have done, gonna get done. Exactly. So outside of that. Other quick hitters we got going. Let me see if anything else is quick. I don't think we got anything else quick. Oh, Meek Mill, Takashi had a little run in, I guess, outside the club. Um, it made it happen like overnight. Supposedly, Takashi was waiting out. According to Meek, Takashi was waiting outside the club for him. They had a little exchange. Meek recorded it because he said that, you know, Takashi, the police, Takashi said, I mean, how are you going to talk about me running with police? You have police, whatever. Of course, it's then turned into this whole little thing online. People all have opinions about it. Well, Meek talk all this shit, but when he saw him, he didn't do nothing. Then other people saying, I mean, Takashi the police. Why would he do anything? Right, right. <laughs> and I ain't even like what people was like, why Meek get security? Fuck, what? No. That was the last thing. He'd be like, why wouldn't he have security? I'm like, regular people get robbed, carjacked, and all this. And you think Meek Mill's just going to be like, you know what? Let me walk to my car in a garage after the club by myself. Exactly. No. Or with my homies that's probably, they can't carry, he can't really carry, around, or they can't carry around him because he'll feel, no, boo-boo, get you some license and um, security guard. I do it the right way. So that way, if something happens to you, they can blow their ass off and keep it moving. I, I ain't nobody listening to that bullshit. But I'm, I feel like this. Meek did right. Record his dumb ass and call it a day because he tried to make it a whole narrative to me that it wasn't. I'm like, I just don't like the way that they opened the door for him. Yeah, but at the same time, they opened the door for him. They can only blame themselves because a lot of them prior to him him getting on that stand and, and testifying. They was all Takashi this, he the next one up, and they was all pushing for him and in, in, in room for him. So you know what I mean? It's like you fed the devil. So Yeah, whole trash spot. <laughs> and then he wrote up on me and said the nigga word. I'm like, see, 
And I like mine. That's how you know. It's, it's a lot of restraint to that, too. Like, just for that, just knock his front tail. Well, you know what, though? I I blame that on, on black folks. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say black folks in the North. I'm not going to even say all black folks. I'm gonna, I blame that on black folks in the North and some of y'all out there on the West Coast. Because y'all really, really, really have allowed his people, uh, I'm going to say the Latin okay. community, to... Just because, believe it, just because they live in y'all, the same neighborhoods as y'all or whatever, that that is okay for them to say the word nigga. I didn't see Asians who grow up out there in the Bay Area feel like they could say it. Um, the Latin X community um, in the, on the West Coast and up North feel like they can say it just because they grow up around y'all. I'm going to go ahead and speak for everybody in the South. Y'all better keep that shit up, though. Don't come out here with that. Don't do that. Your whole fucking front grill. <laughs> Cause Your we don't believe that down here. We don't we don't play them games and we don't believe that down here. Down here, if you're not black, you don't need to say the N word ever. Period. So it's that simple. Facts. Like this shit just irks me. I'm like, why do you be so comfortable with saying this shit? Yeah, yeah. But that's how they got it up there. That's how I'm telling you. I literally have heard people from New York say, Well, I mean is that they from where we from? So they could what? So who said that? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Insert the real housewife gift right there. Who said that? <laughs> that shit to do with it? Like no, absolutely not. All right, so let's go ahead and move to. Um, this is a pretty serious topic that kind of affects both you and I, being that we do live in Tennessee. Tennessee is proposing a new law. That basically says that it will allow men who believe that they are fathers to seek a court injunction to prevent women from having an abortion. Now, the important facts to state in this law are that um, in this proposed law are that it does not stipulate that the men have to establish paternity first. They just have to believe that they are the father then they can bring you to court and get an injunction for you to have an abortion. So one, they do not have to establish paternity. That's number one. Number two, it does not put any stipulations in place in the case of sexual assault, molestation, anything of that nature, um, any type of violent act towards the, uh, from the man um, towards the woman. There's no stipulations for that. Thirdly, there are no stipulations in regards to after, if they do get the injunction to prevent the woman from having the abortion, there is no stipulations on whether the man will then um, be subjugated to have to take, you know, sole custody, have to um, provide for the child, any type of support payments, any type of payment of the woman's medical bills, what will occur in, in case the woman dies or passes away like what if you, anything like that all the law states is that if a man believes that he fathered the child he can prevent you from um having an abortion and if you have the abortion then you can be subjugated to jail time what are your thoughts oh lord jesus 2021 why are we still going through this so my, my thoughts are i don't like for the fact that i'm trying to it's bullshit. Just put it out there. Like no, no, trying to make it pretty or whatever. But 
abortion is a woman's right. It is her body. When you release your seed in her body, that was it. I'm like, I, I hate that. Oh, well, men don't have any type of control. You have all the control in the world. There are vasectomies, there are condoms. Th- that's your control. Not to do it, not to have sex with a woman that doesn't want your child, that doesn't want children in the first place. Move along. Start having these conversations. And just for the fact that if, hey, I don't want to have your child. Y'all have, all, if you don't want, if you want her to have the child, I don't, and it's just so fucking ass backwards because that literally leaves that man off the hook of, okay, when you get here more than likely, because a lot of times when dudes are like, oh, I wanted my child, it's on some fucking manipulative as abusive bullshit. Like, let's just be honest. And it just leaves that, oh, you're not the father. And then you can just up and leave. No, since you wanted to say state claim and I can't get an abortion because it's my right, then come get your child. It doesn't stop right there because I'm like, men do that. Oh, I told you to get an abortion and blah, blah, blah. You didn't do it. So, bloop, I'm gone. Right. So I, I just, I, I don't like it. Um, And I'm just sick of these conversations. They're held mostly by men. If not, it's in some cases all by men. And I, like I said, I just feel like in those cases, it's always used to manipulate women. And like, and I can see that happening. Like, oh, well, it could be my baby. No, is it, it could be. What you going to do when the baby get here since it could be yours? Then if you're saying, hey, you don't want me to get an abortion right now at that point, you need to be signing papers that I don't even have to go to child court. I just need to be reporting them that I had a baby. Start these payments up or you come get your child. Right, right. And plain and simple, like, I just, I hate that. And it's always the fucking self. Always. <laughs> the fuck? It's like, what is it? Like, I, I, I don't, like, I don't fucking get it. And it's, like, infuriating as fuck. And like I said, I just don't like that men feel like, oh, woman just had all the power to make the decision. No, you made the decision what you wanted to do with your body. Now it's her decision to make what she wanted to do with her body. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree with you on that. I mean, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's simple biology. You have a choice. There, a man has a choice whether to lay down and sleep with the woman Man has a choice whether to lay down and sleep with the woman unprotected. You know that if you take the risk of having unprotected sex with the woman, that she could become pregnant. If she becomes pregnant, then the baby is carried in house in her body. Unless, like I said, you are going to treat it as if she's like a surrogate. So she signs like a surrogate contract. Where you pay all her medical expenses, you pay all her bills, you take on the risk that if she passes away, paying for like her uh, funeral expenses, her burial, so that her family doesn't have any type of harbor, any type of expense due to her dying. If you're taking the full custody of the child, like those are the type of stipulations that if these men who are going to go try to go as far as like you said, it's just a manipulation tactic to try to manipulate and control women, then you need to do the, the proper laws and the proper stipulations because I guarantee that if those 
items were introduced in there, if it said in there that if you file this injunction, regardless of one, if the baby turned out to be yours or not, that you would still be on the hook for having to pay the child support, having to pay the medical bills, having to take full custody of that child. I guarantee they wouldn't be pushing this bullshit. Maybe one percent, maybe one. And, and that's generous. That girl, that's real generous. <laughs> um, I, 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 I personally think that while I don't think it will pass because I feel like it's too vague of a law, it just makes me sad. Like you said in twenty twenty one, that it's still even up on the table. Like there are so many things that we can't even get up on the ballot and up on the table that make way more sense than this and this this type of asinine bill gets through so quickly is beyond the fuck out of me and it's like but why we be arguing about birth control though why we be arguing about food stamps and all this other shit health care thank you and i'm like and, and let's not even talk about like the after part after you give birth that Oh, for most of us, we're pushed back into work in six weeks, if that. Because some women, like, in little groups that I'm in, it's like, oh, well, I have to stop pumping because I just gave birth to my child. I got to be back at work in three weeks. Three weeks? Fuck. Wow. Like, I went back in four months, and I'm still like, man, I needed a little more time. Right. And that was me working up until I gave birth. And that's because I'm like, oh, well, I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. Now I know that wasn't even a smart decision. Like, girl, you should have went out in 37 weeks. Right. So it's just like all of this stuff, you know, like it adds up. It adds up as far as your expenses. And especially if you have a job that's not the best. I'm like, it's just so happened that I was in a better position than most people that I feel so bad. I'm like, I shouldn't even really be complaining. But at the same time, like, you need more time. I'm like, just to establish your emotions and all this. And y'all want to introduce a bill that has nothing in regards to the health, the welfare of the woman and even the child, to be honest. X. Like they don't have to establish. That's the thing. That's why I said that I just, I fully don't think that this law will pass because it's way too vague. It doesn't have any, actual like you know what I mean like any type of like real criteria in there just a man can say oh I think that's my baby so no you can't get an abortion the fuck you don't even have I mean it doesn't even have ground lines where they have to establish paternity like what kind of sense does that make that should have been the first if he was going to try to write some bullshit type bill like that that should have been the first item in the fucking agenda like so who's gonna take her this child thank you and, and 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 then again, it doesn't stipulate anywhere in there if they have established established a paternity. Um, what happens if the baby isn't his? You know what I'm saying? So does he get to just walk away after you force this woman to have the child? That you knew damn well. Once you and just imagine how many like bitter ass exes. Who oh, Lord Jesus? Exactly, a whole mess, a whole complete mess. All right, so let's move on from that and kind of let's move into some other. Basically, I mean, we're we're coming off of Valentine's Day and there's been a lot of love talk lately on many different ways, on many different forms. We'll start off 
I'll, I'll say it the simplest. We'll start off the simplest one and then we'll kind of go from there. So we'll start with Plies. Plies just did a whole little thing about plastic surgery. And he was saying that he doesn't understand, you know, he feels like women should just be happy with the bodies that they're blessed with. Because he said the truth of the matter is, is that the only men that really look for that are ugly men with money. They are the only ones who require or demand perfection. And that's just because they've never actually been what a bad chick in their life. So that's why they look for kind of the perfect made up plastic surgery bodies. Of course, you had a lot of people co-signing it. Then you had some people saying that he shouldn't be in women's business. What are your thoughts? First of all, I feel like if you want plastic surgery and you are with a healthy mindset, do you, boo-boo? When you start putting women with imperfect bodies in videos, then I listen to you. I'm just going to be flat out honest. I like plies. Um, a lot of stuff that he says to me, I'm like, oh, you know, okay, cool. But until you start celebrating these women out open in public and out loud, I can't rock with you. Like, I can't rock with you like, oh, this man don't want. And some, some men, and it may not be the necessarily the surgery. It may just be the look of the surgery. And not everybody that gets a BBL or, you know, look like an ant. A lot of people do because they go overboard. But, yeah, I I just feel like that's something he shouldn't talk about. Because, I mean, that's that's personal to that woman. And I also want to say this as well. A lot of times women get plastic surgery. It ain't got nothing to do with men. Like, I hate that notion that, oh, they got plastic surgery just to appeal to men. Some women get plastic surgery because, look, I want a flat stomach. Or I don't like the way my stomach looks. Or in some cases, I had a baby. I used to have a flat stomach before I had a baby. And I want a flat stomach now after I had a baby. Agree. So, I, 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 yeah, I just hate that notion that everything we do is for a man's approval or attention. Facts. I actually agree with you on that notion that I, I'm sick of this narrative that women who get plastic surgery that is just to appease men because 99% of the time like you said it has absolutely nothing to do with men it's just simply the fact that I don't like something about my body and I want to change it and more power to you sis you got the coins you do it the right way do you boo boo ain't nothing wrong with that if you don't like your tummy change that shit if you don't like your arms change that shit Okay, do whatever the fuck you want to do with your body. You have the sure prerogative and you have the right to do that. I also agree with you on the notion of I like flies. I do. I do. I like um, I'm with you. I like some of the things he says. And this would have. And I'll say this. What he's saying is a nice sentiment. And it's one of those things like in uh, in a perfect world. Sure. That would be the truth and that would make sense. But let's be honest. We don't live in a perfect world. Um, We don't live with rose-colored glasses on. And the truth of the matter is is that that's just not the case. Regardless of the men's status, how the man looks, whether he got money or don't got money, there's plenty of dudes who, if they can can get the girl with the, the perfect big old booty with the little tiny waist, and the nice little perky boobs, they're going to take that shit. I mean, that's just that's just yeah. what it is. So to keep to keep lying to women with this sentiment of we love you regardless of how you this and that and the other. Woo-woo, I mean, it, 
let's be honest, pretty people, pretty people go far. Pretty people get a lot in this world. That's just facts. I'm sorry. Whether we want to lie about it and tell the truth, we don't live in a perfect world. People value appearance a lot. Let's be honest. And the prettier the person is, the the seemingly you know, there is a such thing as pretty privilege. They mm-hmm. they they do get things based on their looks. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with it. Never take anything away from anybody like that. But facts are facts. So stick. With, I mean, so like I said, the sentiment is nice, but it's just not the truth. And so, like you said, as long as a woman, a man, whoever, as long as you are um, doing the plastic surgery. Like you said, with the healthy mindset, it's for you. It's what you want to do. Then do whatever the fuck you want. And let's stop listening to these folks, you know? Yeah. I uh, definitely agree. Listen, I'm like Cardi. I got lipo money. <laughs> Speak on it, okay? Listen. Listen. Don't let me save up the coins and fuck the gym, bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm like, I want my arms done. <laughs> All right. So that kind of leads us into this second one, Miss B. Simone. So she decided to go on a rant about manifesting love. And it was the same. Oh, now I have seen pick me throw thrown around way too often now that almost I feel like I don't want to use it. But in certain instances, the shit does apply. <laughs> well, it's relevant. <laughs> and in 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 regards to B Simone, it is extremely relevant because she just went on the pick me ish is rant of all time, and you knew it was a pick me rant because Tyrese asked decide to co-sign it. That right there alone should go do. <laughs> Let me delete this. That should have been enough to know, sis, this not it. You in the wrong direction here. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as Tyree started caping for you, that should have been it. But at the end of the day, she got what she wanted, um, uh, which was the male gaze, the male attention, the male approval. That's what pick me's home. The male mm-hmm. attention, the male approval, the male gaze, the male audience. So she got that. And but basically she went on to say that women have these big old long lists of requirements that they want out of a man and half the time or most of the time they don't even meet the same requirements. You need to be on the same level that you uh looking for and this, that and the other. Basically, like I said, some whole pick me ass garbage. But I'm assuming you heard the rant or you've seen bits yeah. and pieces of it. What are your thoughts? I tried to like her. When I say try, I try so hard to like like her. But I, it was definitely pick me. And I hate those women that get in a relationship and then they turn into like relationship gurus or speak on like I've always been like Jean never. No, it, it, I just I can't. I'm not gonna say you ain't never dated your potential, or you didn't ever have like a a bad dating history, or you didn't pick a bad guy, or you weren't compatible with this person, or something like that. But yeah, but on to her rant. I don't like how people talk like when people like, well, you're a woman, you should do this because I'm like, 
research has shown your speech and what you're saying, it's not adding up. Women are leading in every facet of life. On business ownership, entrepreneurship, education, money, all it, it's not adding up. Women seek counseling before men. So I'm I'm like, she was like, Well, you know, you don't you're in you don't talk to your family. There's not anything wrong with not talking to your family if you have set those healthy boundaries and saying, listen, the things that she said that I'm like, I don't want women to take and be like, oh, if I'm not in good with my family. No, if you know your family is going to take you down that road, boo-boo, stay where you at. Stay in your peace. Right. Stay in your love. Stay in your lane. If, and it, like I said, I just didn't like it was like, oh, well, you, you know what I'm saying? You want this man to be fit, but you're not, not fit. And then it goes, and then, you know, you see the comments that basically you fat shaming or it goes into body shaming. It's like, just because someone is healthier does not mean that they're not fit. And let's be honest. I've dated a lot of men when I wasn't even in the gym that was fit as fuck. And they didn't want nobody that looked like them. Because I'm like, you don't go to the gym, right? And I was like, I'm fine with it. I like soft and plush. I'm like, well, that's what you're going to get, soft and plush. And I'm full of snacks. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like it, people like what they like so I'm like all of these things that's like oh well you need to have this you need to have this I'm like a lot of times even when we think about men I'm like they don't require that you're speaking for and they don't require that I'm like even wealthy men be like most of them see it as like in the circles of the wealthy men that I've hung around know they see that it's like an accomplishment to be able to take care of their family, their woman. Right. Now, if you got money, oh, that's an extra, but I ain't asking you. It's, hey, I saw you, you know what I'm saying? You look nice to me. I want to date you. Let's go from here. I'm ready to take care of you. So I'm like, it's just, yeah, I don't like her vibes. Like, oh, I'm in a relationship now. This is what I did to manifest. Look, bitch, no, you didn't. You looked up. Because if Drake would have come along and got your ass, you would have been ready to ride with him. So, shut the fuck up. Factuals. Factuals. So, for me, it's like, B. Simone just rubbed me the wrong way from... <laughs> she rubbed me the wrong way from the whole... The the 9 to 5, then to the whole... Where she was basically praising Dan and Lee for being Latina and, and landing the baby over her. Like, it's... She has been rubbing me the wrong way multiple times, but I am 100% with you and 100% agree with, I hate the fact that the moment a woman gets a man, ain't had that man for three seconds, ain't been in a healthy relationship for more than one vacation, but she turned into a whole relationship guru and tell you as another woman what it is that you're supposed to do. You know, in order to do, in order to keep a man and get a man and blah, 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 blah. The best advice that I ever got about love was plain and simple. One, that there is no playbook. There is no, no, you know, set standard for how to find love, get love, maintain love. What works for him, her, them, them and do. It's not going to work for you because y'all are not the same people. What's meant for them is meant for them and what's meant for you is meant for you. So, you know what I mean? However, they manage to to um, manifest or get love in their life. 
It happened because that's the way that it was supposed to happen for them. It's not going to work the same way for you. So you trying to follow somebody's quote unquote playbook or do the same thing that they did. It's not going to equate to the same results for you. And then the second best advice that I heard, and this came straight from a dude, was that dudes like pussy. Uh, <laughs> whether you know what I'm saying, and that's if that's if let me let me uh take for that to kind of add in there. It obviously if that that is their sexual preference. So if they are a heterosexual man and they prefer women, then yes, they they like pussy. Obviously, if they um have other sexual orientations, then there there's other caveats to that. But we're just going to speak from the the heterosexual standpoint. Men like pussy. You know what I'm saying. Regardless of fat, skinny, tall, big booty, little booty, titty, boo, they like pussy. So I, I, I in, in this notion that you have to quote unquote, as they say, be at the same level or status or come to the table, it's bullshit in this lies because we, like you said, it's not adding up. The fact sheets is not adding up. Okay, I seen strippers running around with ballers. I seen a crackhead on the street. With a fine ass nigga on her arm. So it don't add up out here in these streets. Okay. <laughs> the facts are is if it's your time and love find you, then it find you. So stop listening to these so quote unquote little relationship gurus trying to tell you this and that. Because the facts are what I have come to notice is one, that it's something that's only imposed on women. I don't see this happening amongst. I don't see men even think about shit like this. Men, no. many don't, men really don't give a fuck. Men will just date however they want to date, whoever they want to date, and they don't give a fuck or have to feel like they have to justify anything. They just do whatever the fuck they want to when it comes to dating. And I feel like women need to get to the space where they do the same thing. The problem is, is the reason women can't get to that space is because other women feel like they have to impose these quote unquote rules on other women just because they feel like, well, I had to follow those. No, I mean, you chose to follow those rules. That's your business. Right. Be up out of mine. Okay. Stay out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm tired of it. And in the second, the, the second part that really bugs me the most is and I'm gonna speak because I'm a black woman, you're a black woman, and let's be honest, that's that's our that's who the majority of our audience is and that's who we speak to. I feel like a lot of it comes to play at hindering and almost checking and putting black women in their place. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's like y'all come up with all these rules and ways that black women have to be and exist in a way to kind of control us and, and to put us in our place. And I'm sorry, boo-boo, leave us the fuck alone. Let us do what we want to do. Let us be able to live life like every every other woman is able to do. Nobody says anything to white women who social climb because that's what this is about. White women are allowed to aspire to, um, I mean, we've talked about this on previous episodes where we talk about that's why white kids are introduced to like country clubs and fancy prep schools and this and that and the other, they are encouraged to social climb. Black women, it's, it's, it's looked down upon on us. And the sad part is, is why? Because like you said, we leading in education. We leading in starting businesses. We leading and getting to the bag. So why is it 
discouraged for us to want to 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 search for wealth, to want to create wealth amongst ourselves and our families. Fuck that. Do whatever you want to do. That's my listen. I'm like, y'all be having you. I want to move to towns to marry somebody in the military. Okay. Don't do that, boo boo. <laughs> like, don't do that. Go to certain schools, be in certain sororities to make sure that they have upper mobility. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, no. And I'm like, even the whole idea of marriage, it didn't come from just love. It's like, uh, hey, we this rich family, we're going to marry out this rich family. We're going to do it together. So that way we keep assets running. Okay. Listen, all I'm saying is stop imposing all these fucking rules on other other women, other black women in particular. Like, stop trying to control us. Leave us the fuck alone. Let us live our lives as we see fit. And to all women out there, Live your life as you see fit. Stop allowing other women to impose these fucking rules on you. Because I promise you, there are no rules. There is no rule book. Men do not live by that shit. Like I said, there's a crackhead on the street right now who homeless as fuck but got a fine ass nigga who love her. Just know that's all I'm saying. All right. So let's get to our final hot topic. And this one is about Sierra and Russell Wilson. Now, you said they sat down and they did an interview, correct? And he was talking about about his marriage and about his, I mean, they were basically talking about their marriage and about how he wants to kind of stay in love and, and how they keep their marriage solid. And there was something that he said in, in regards to that. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it was just like an interview. And he said one of his biggest fears was, well, Sierra said something else. Um, and I forget what it was. Was it losing? A football guy. It was something, but he said his biggest fear was losing his wife and the ashes and the other misogynistic women have had a whole fucking field day with this man. And I don't know what it is about Russell Wilson that gets all this flack. Like, and I'm not even gonna say Russell Wilson. Sierra as well. Like, I don't like the notion that oh, she's of low value because I have seen that bullshit. Because she had a child with Future or somehow she chose a thug over Russell. I'm like, was Russell even on her radar when she was with Future? And who said Future treated her bad? I'm like, that's what y'all get. Like, y'all, it's so many men that talk about, oh, she chose a street dude because you've been jaded. She does not deserve less love because she was with Future before she was with Russell. Thanks. And I'm like, she was in the music industry young. Who else was she supposed to fucking date? Okay, big fix. Like, it, it's just weird as shit. Like, people calling him a shimp because he said he was afraid to lose his wife. I'm like, why are y'all with somebody that you're, I don't know. Like, I, people like, well, I would never tell my wife I'm afraid to lose her. Why the fuck not? Why not? Why are you with somebody that you, I was like, I am like, the thought of me losing my spouse because I'm like, it's frightening to me. Like, it makes me sad when I'm like, maybe one day he'll be on this earth and I won't be here with him. Like, not even just so much as like physically him leaving. That makes me upset as well. I was like, why would I marry this person? It's like, oh, 
I'm not going to be upset if I lose them. No one said that, oh, you're, you know, his world is supposed to end, but that's one of his fears. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. I'm like, is it because y'all, y'all, my, one of y'all uncles that y'all mamas we been like, what is it? What What's wrong? Like, I really just want to know, like, why are y'all so up in arms about this? Every time he says something about his love or how he admires or loves his wife, it just sends these ashy Negroes on a field day. Like, he chose and Sierra was this. I'm like, Sierra was not damaged goods. Like, what the fuck? Like, I seen one dude call her home and I'm like, hell. I'm like, when you think about her dating history, you only know what Bow Wow, 50, Future, and Russell. That's it. That's it. Like, and the only reason why you know them is because she was in the industry. They're celebrities as well. So, how does that calculate? Like, how make it make sense? And the math's not working out for me. Not at all. Not at all. You know, so, yeah. I can see. I feel like it just comes down to the fact that a lot of them feel like because they view Russell as the corny dude who got over on Future, supposedly, like you say, the street dude who got all the clout, who the rapper with the, all the girls and blue, 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 blue. But let's, like you said, the facts are what the facts are. Future fucked that up. He 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 fumbled that bag. He fumbled Sierra and Russell picked up and, and, and loves her. You can't be mad at that man for that. Period. That's all. I mean, this is it's that simple. He loved his wife. He that's what you're supposed to do when you get married. You're supposed to love the person you with. That I think that's a lot of y'all problems. Y'all choose a spouse because society tells y'all being married is the thing to do and boo boo. But in all actuality, you don't really like fucking like the person. And I feel like a lot of y'all don't like the people y'all with because y'all be too busy sitting down with single people. To, Man, I miss the single life. You need to stay single as long as time. You shouldn't feel like that if you marry. Like you shouldn't. You should be happy to be in love and be with your spouse. Like that should be a good time for you. Like that should be your homie, your best friend. Like y'all should be clowning on niggas together. Like I don't you folks still be out here talking, be married, talking about bros up hoes. How, sir? Oh, right? Like, I'm not like, I mean, we know the analogy, like, not calling it person, but it's like, so you know that you put, it, it's just weird to me. And I'm like, these be the same men that will go and be like, I can't do this for my spouse, but let your homeboy call you. You get up three o'clock in the morning and be like, sir, you should be with him. Love him. Actually. <laughs> that's who you like. Like, it's it just, yeah, like, every time I see that, I'm like, y'all are weird. Like, people are like, well, he is a shimp because he's not here telling. And somebody made the comparison, which was a good one. I'm like, why y'all ain't say that about Lauren London? Because she was with Wayne. It's because she got with another dude that y'all figure street when she got with Nip. She had a baby with him, and he, quote, unquote, loved her or, you know, like, Listen. So what's the what's the difference? Right? Is it because they wasn't actually joined in marriage? Like I what I'm with mm-hmm. what is the difference between those relationships? Y'all respected Nip when he was with when he was with uh Lauren, like you said, she was right 
she was with Wayne right before that. So what what is the difference? Y'all didn't disrespect and and Nip loved love Lauren to death. You know what I'm saying? Always talked about Buggy like this. So I don't what's what's I'm with him. What's the difference? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, y'all uh let me help me understand. Yeah. Different standards, I guess. Different standards. Alright, so that is enough of hot topics today. We're gonna go ahead and quickly move into the relationship portion of the show. Let's get it started. Do you want me to kick off or are you gonna go first? I'll go first because I think you got a good question. Okay, go for it. So my question is, where is the statement first? Women break up mentally before they break up physically. Do you think it's true or false? Uh, I say true. I feel like that's a really simple, simple one. That's absolutely true. I feel like we've said that multiple times on here on the show is that once I mentally kind of check out of the relationship, I mean, we pretty much done. All I have to do is be done with you physically. Then I don't even, who are you? Huh? Next call. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a hundred percent. Once I check out mentally, we basically open. Like you said, all it is is the last little physical contact. Might get my last little little hunch session in, whatever. Boop, boop, boop. It's over. We done. So I, I fully, fully 100% agree with that statement. Women definitely check out mentally first and then physically and then we done done. Yeah. What about you? I definitely, I'm with you. I agree. Like that mental, when that mental is gone, like bro. You just with a zombie at that point. It's just like she been her time to do whatever it is that she needs to do to float on. Right. Um, and I think that's reason why, like a lot of women as well, once we break up, if we gone mentally, that's it. Be like, bro, she just walked past me like this motherfucker I ain't never seen me before in her life. Hey, how you do? be like? Then yeah, I used to talk. Who talk to who? I don't even know that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Like you said, insert that Kiki Pump. Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. <laughs> Be like, I don't know. Um, and it makes it, and I think it makes it easier. I just wish, like, I'll just kind of off topic that we get to that point sooner. Um, but yeah, I will say that, like, once that mental, that's it, bro. Like you said, I'm just gonna. I might hunt you because be like, I don't want to add to my number, but I want to get my feet wet right, right quick, and I'm gonna do that, and then I'm move on. And that's it. Gone. Don't call me. Don't text me. I don't know you. All right. So my question this week is pretty simple, straightforward question. Do you believe in love at first sight? <sighs> the hopeless romantic that I am want to say yes, but no, because I'm a cynic too. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I, I say no and the reason why I say no is because I feel like you have to grow to that point like maybe infatuation like I like the way this person look I like the way that they make me feel but I, no it's just a no okay so for me, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I actually do believe in love at first sight. I think it's rare, but I do believe it, that it can happen. And that goes along with the fact that 
I've said multiple times on the show, I don't believe in growing in love. Like, I don't. I feel like if it's there, it's there. If it's not, like, I don't think that you can grow into loving somebody. Like, I feel like you either going to love that person, you're going to feel it. I don't feel like it's just like a feeling that you can just, you can make happen over a certain amount of time. At least I've never been able to do it. It's never worked for me. I've ne- any type of relationship I've ever been in where I tried to force it, it don't work. So <laughs> it's either there or it's not. So that's why I believe that in love at first sight, I do think it's rare. I think it's super rare that somebody that you feel that for, um, you know, when you first see them, that y'all actually end up together or be in a relationship together. But I think it can happen. But I just think it's a rare occasion. So those are my takes on it. Yeah, super quick, super quick relationship this week. Let's go ahead and quickly jump into like new music, books, TV, any type of reviews or anything like that you want to get off your chest? So I tried to watch Malcolm and Marie. I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It it wasn't the, I don't know. I just, I didn't like it. And I, I feel like maybe part of me was triggered as well. Because the way that he talked to her, I'm like, girl, he wouldn't be able to talk to me like that. Talk bad back to him. And she was just sitting in the tub. And I'm like, fuck. I do agree with you that I didn't feel I don't know why it was said in black and white. And maybe that's another reason why I had an issue with it. I don't like movies in black and white. Like, I don't like old movies that are in black and white. So I'm like, maybe that was my issue. Because I'm like, I still don't understand the reason about it when they had all these contemporary, like, mentions in the movies, like emojis and Spike Lee. It's like, why was it in black and white? Thank you. I agree. So, yeah. And... It was a little slow. I don't know if it was for the same, you felt the same way, but it was just a little slow for me. I'm like, I don't know. Like, it was exhausting. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to try. But like I said, I probably was, I will say a part of it was probably like I was a little triggered by, like, he was talking back to her and she wasn't talking back to him back. And I don't know. And I didn't like Zendaya. And I'm sorry. I wanted to like it really bad, but I didn't like playing it either as, as well. And I will say with um, David, John David Washington, you could tell he's Denzel's son. He, they do have similar mannerisms, yeah? Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, and maybe that was what it is. I'm like, I figured, like, and not that, like, I love Zendaya. I think she's a good actor, but she didn't match his tenacity for me, like even her sadness or something, it just didn't match. Even when she kind of like get mad or upset, it just didn't match his tenacity because he has that Denzel Washington. Like if you listen, like I could close my eyes and be like, this sounds like Denzel Washington training day. So yeah, but other than like I, I might, but I, it just don't work for me. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it was it was definitely an exhausting film to to get through. Like, and I fully agree with you that, like I said, that black and white did nothing added nothing to it like that was the like i left the movie wondering why did y'all do this in black and white it it added nothing it should have 100 i feel like if it would have been in color too that would have maybe 
gave it at least some type of oomph to help mm-hmm. to get through the because if I mean like it's basically one big long ass argument so it's fairly exhausting to kind of watch and get through but I mean like I said it does it does lend to a lot of questions that we we face as people when it comes to love so that was kind of my only takeaway from it but it definitely was an exhausting fucking movie okay I'm happy I went down I was like but when you said like last week it was like I don't know why I was in black and white and when I saw it I was like what the fuck I was like why did they do this I'm like and there's just a mention and then I thought I was like well maybe they made a mistake when they mentioned Spike Lee but then they mentioned you know emojis and I'm like nah this one no fucking mistake so why is this movie in black and white exactly like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't match the feel because they talk, like you said, they talk about so many contemporary things and even just kind of what they do, him being the, the, the movie producer, the movie creator, film student, her being like the model, act, like, you know what I mean? It, like it doesn't, it just, the mood of it doesn't match black and white. I'm happy I went down and went get out there because I was like, this is bullshit. I'm going to cut this off. Yeah. I will say it, it will be, I think that it will be worth getting to the end of it. If you make, if you can force yourself to kind of watch through the end, just so you can kind of grasp the, the, the concepts of, like I said, um, it's definitely not a love story. I think that it's just for you to kind of formulate. It's, it, it's a story about love for you to kind of formulate what type of love is this? And as the, the audience, the person's watching, I think it's just up to you to kind of decide. What do you think this is? Do you think they love each other? Do you think that their love is toxic? Do you think they're codependent? Should I had all them things? I told you yeah. at the end of it, I was left with the question, do these motherfuckers even like each other? Because shit, at this point, <laughs> I don't think they like each other. <laughs> okay. Because I'm with you. Like, when he was talking to her in the tub and he was naming Keisha, Latisha, LaRonda, so I was like, oh, a word? Is this what we do? Like, that's cool. My feelings was hurt for her. Shit. <laughs> uh, anything else on your any type of movies or anything like that? TV checked out? Um, nothing else that I checked out. Okay. All right, so on my end, I checked out Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. Obviously, it's on HBO Max, and it's also playing in theaters, but more than likely, most people have, if they've watched it, they watched it on HBO Max. So I will say that I agree with a lot of the criticisms that came with this movie. Um, I loved it. First of all, let me say I love, I like Lakeith, and I love Daniel. But I think that they were both too old to play in this movie. Obviously, the reason I say that is because the character that Lakeith plays is supposed to be um, Bill O'Neill was 19 years old when he infiltrated the Black Panthers. And Fred Hampton was only 21 when he was assassinated and murdered by the government. So and when you go and you when you sit down and you watch the film. It, 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 at first you think because uh, obviously these two are they're both really good actors tremendous actors but you think that age wouldn't matter but you you lose in my opinion 
with them being as old as they are and not having um, young men play them, you lose the essence of, of one, what part of what Bill's motivation was, because at the end of the movie, I, I watched through the whole movie and I still left thinking, why the fuck did he do this? Like, what, what reason did you have to, to set this man up? You knew him. You knew what he was about. You were starting to buy into the things that he was preaching, some of uh, the things that he was teaching along with the Black Panthers organization. Even after you had him assassinated and you helped the government assassinate him, you still stayed in the Black Panthers, which tells me that you bought into, into what they were talking about. So why the fuck did you do this? And I feel like it loses some of the essence because because of how old they, you know, Lakeith and, and Daniel are. You don't get to see the youth in it all. You don't get to see. I mean, Fred Hamp, like I said, he was a 21-year-old man. He basically started in the Black Panthers when he was in his teenagers. And he, you know what I mean? Like, you don't get to see the youth of it to see that he was really a young man that they harbored you know, public enemy number one was so dangerous that they felt like they had to assassinate. And with Bill O'Neill, you, you, you lose the, knowing that he was 19 would have helped you and seeing like a young man play him would have helped you to kind of understand his motivation when, when the, um, you know, the, the FBI pulled him in and was like, you're going to face five to 20 years for, are five to 10 for impersonating, you know, FBI agent and another two to five for trying to steal a car. If you don't do this for us and you don't really get to, to, to see how apathetic he was in the beginning about politics. He didn't care about Martin and Malcolm and them being assassinated. You know, he was apathetic. He didn't want to go to jail. Like there were so many things that it, in my opinion, it would have helped if they were younger actors playing don't get me wrong like i said daniel and lakeith are great actors they did a good job for for what they were handed with but i just feel like it lost some of the some of the essence because because of the age difference i feel like if they were younger actors it would have made it more impactful and i would have felt it more i do i will say that it does as a black person it just makes you even more angry when it comes to, you know, the government and just seeing how how they played a part in, in, in the assassination of a lot of our greatest kind of greatest minds and, and some of our biggest revolutionaries. It also makes you question and think if they played just seeing the way that they the links and the way that they set him up. It makes you wonder if they played a part in, you know, setting up Malcolm X. Um, we've all seen the reports that they did play, you know, the CIA played a part in the assassination of Malcolm, uh, of Martin Luther King. So, I mean, just different aspects. Um, it also reminds you of, I mean, I, we've all heard the stories of Larry Hoover, but it really just oh. hammers home how much of a racist asshole he was and the fact that he held such a high position in our government just doesn't sit right in my spirit, you know? Yeah, definitely trash. I'm going to watch it. That's actually on my, like, next up list. Okay. So I'll definitely be watching that. All right. So once you check it out, once Fallon Deanne checks it out, she'll come back and we'll kind of uh, compare notes and see what she kind of thinks 
and see um, if she has some of the similar takeaways of certain, or some different takeaways. Yeah, hopefully it's better than <laughs> Then you've heard? <laughs> no, I've actually heard good things about the movie. So I'm actually excited to see it. I be have to get my mind right for them movies because I be on a whole nother yeah. deep end. Like, Chad, y'all get me fucked up. <laughs> It definitely fucks with your mind a little bit. Like I said, to see the links that their government went to assassinate this, because that's exactly what it was. It was 100% an assassination. Like the links that they went was fucking pathetic. And it discuss it, like it leaves you with a disgusting taste in your mouth. But I will say that, like I said, I just, I wish, because I know that they had trouble because they initially was supposed to be a Fred Hampton biopic, but then when they found out that someone else had acquired the rights to do uh, Fred's biopic, they changed the story to focus more on Bill O'Neill. And I get it. And in in concept, it makes a lot of sense. And it's not a bad concept, but I just feel like I didn't leave with the end of the movie knowing like i said i didn't leave knowing why he did it i feel like they didn't convey strong enough what the fuck his motivations was like i feel like now i have to go and watch his documentary just to kind of know what the fuck you know what i mean (laughs) so i don't know but i'll leave it to you to to decide after you watch (laughs) all right um anything else on your end nothing that's for me all right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into the nerd moment of the week. Um, this one is going to be a fairly quick nerd moment, just about two or three different things. First and foremost, I will say I told you a couple weeks ago that Wonder Girl was um, in the process of getting a show on the CW. It has now been the, the, um, the woman who was writing it and who was set to produce it has now said that the CW is no longer moving forward with the Wonder Girl project. She said she's really sad about it. She said she wrote a, uh, she felt like she wrote an amazing script and it would have been nice to see in it, an indigenous, an indigenous Latinx, uh, superhero character on the screen. Um, I would have loved to see it as well, but unfortunately it is not moving forward. So. Uh, maybe, maybe sometime in the future on some other network, we'll get to kind of see that. Also, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that I watched the Winx Fate Saga on Netflix. It has been confirmed that they have been written like for a season two. So, um, even though I didn't enjoy it, if you did, then you'll be getting a season two. So you can check that out as well. WandaVision, obviously episode six aired last Friday, um, on the, on that episode, we were we were formally introduced to Wiccan and Speed's powers. Wiccan and Speed, if you don't know, are Wanda and Vision's children. They're twins. Finally kind of get to see Speed really in his elements, similar to his uncle Pietro, um, who's Quicksilver. You get to see Wiccan for the first time. Spoiler alert, he hears his father Vision as Vision is kind of breaking out of... Um, the little barrier that Wanda has set up and all of the like soldiers are there trying to, to grab him before Wanda stops that from occurring. Um, it was a really, really good episode. Again, WandaVision is really kind of picking up speed. I don't want to give too many spoilers because these last couple of episodes are really kind of, I want to say packing the most punch. They're really kind of giving you the most 
um, information in regards to the show. So I'll try my hardest in these recaps not to give you too many spoilers and kind of let you watch it and then give you a big whole thing at the end. But it was it was a really, really, really good episode. And I encourage you to, if you're not caught up, get caught up because we've got two more episodes to go. And the last thing I want to touch on is there's an, uh, there's a show on the CW that's called Legacies. It's based on, um, if you ever watched like the Vampire Diaries or the originals, um, I'm only bringing this up just because they had recently had an episode called um, Salvatore the Musical, where they basically were, do- it was like a musical episode and it was based on some of the characters. They were basically doing putting on a musical based on some of the stuff that we saw on the Vampire Diaries and the originals, et cetera, et cetera. I'm only bringing this up because I feel like I just wish and I cannot wait till the day that Julie Plett gets her like come to the table moment and gets dragged for the filth that she is. Because per usual, um, Bonnie Bennett, if you guys ever watch The Vampire Diaries, you know, she played a, a big part in that show. But she was a black woman. Um, she's played by a black, uh, a play by a black woman. She's a black character. And there, for years, there's been rumors about the mistreatment of black uh, characters, and particularly black women, by Julia Julie Plack in her, in you know her TV shows and her series. This was just another kind of slap in the face, and another way that we kind of got to see that when they did Legacies the musical, there was no mention of Bonnie at all. It was almost as if she didn't play any type of integral role. It was like a, basically a complete erasure of one of the only, well, let me say, not even say one of, the only uh, person of color, only black person on the whole Vampire Diaries show. So the, it was like a complete erasure of her character as if she didn't exist. And it just disgusted me. And I just, like I said, I just cannot wait until Julie Pleck gets her come to the table moment and gets dragged for filth and people stop giving her fucking shows because she does not deserve it. Her mistreatment of black people and black women in general is legendary within the industry. And I just, I can't wait until she gets her just due in all honesty. And that's my little rant, (laughs) (laughs) but that is it for me for the nerd moment of the week. Anything else on your end, Fallon Deanne? Nothing else for me. All right, so then per usual, we want to thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. And we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye, guys. Good night.